Hi, it's Rainy G. I've been asked again to tell people what I would do if I was elected, if I was President of the United States, if I was a representative of the people, a servant to the people like the President of the United States should be, if I was someone who was working for this country and for the good of this country, for only the good of this country, which is what the President of the United States is supposed to be doing. People have asked me, what would you do? I did have another podcast uh, well, about two months ago, three months ago, beginning of the year sometime, where I told you what I would do then, and I would add to that list now um, ten more things that I would do. And with a good Congress, with the right people winning the primaries and, and winning in November so that we can get a strong Congress and get rid of the progressives that are in this this institution that should be sacred, we could get this done. People have to be serious. They have to be knowledgeable, educated. They have to understand the Constitution, understand our history, and understand what is wrong today. There are lots of things wrong. Government is wrong, religion is wrong, and money is wrong. Those three things are are causing us the most trouble. So how do you take care of those things? Well, you back up. You go a little backwards because you know the history. The very first thing we have to do, obviously, is secure our borders. And and uh, the Hispanics can get as upset as they want. Notice it's only the illegal Hispanics who are upset. The ones who came here, whose parents came here, whose grandparents came here and went through the same thing that all immigrant families go through to come to the United States, they're proud Americans and they don't like it that there's illegal immigrants crossing over and taking people's jobs and using up our resources, killing our people, whether it's as a drunk driver who doesn't know how to drive or an insane criminal who has decided to come across with guns. Uh, doesn't matter. They're here illegally. They have broken the law as soon as they cross the border. It doesn't matter what state it's in. doesn't matter if they come in a boat and arrive in Havana, uh, Hawaii, uh, Hawaii or um, Miami. doesn't matter. They are illegal. Refugees, we will determine if their country is in a position that would cause refugees to come ashore. But they won't be given dance lessons and bingo games and act like they're on a cruise while they're here. No way. They come illegally, they're going to do the work to become a citizen, or and or they're going to be returned. Our borders need to be secure. It is our national security interest. It is the job of the chief executive executive of this country, the president, to secure the borders, to secure every border of all states, to make sure that nobody challenges the safety of the American people. What do you do to secure the borders? We use our own people to do that. Now, we have posse comitatus, so we can't use the military, but we can use the National Guard. We can put 50,000 troops, not 6,000. We can put 100,000 troops, if we want to, all the way across the borders of Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida. Canada already is pretty well taken care of. We can work together to keep that from, from getting any worse than it already is. And we can secure our borders. You notice what's happening in Arizona? All the illegal aliens are rushing out because they don't want to deal with the law. Where are they going? Probably California. California's going under financially, morally, they always have. 
But now they're going under financially, and they're going to have, what, another three, four, five, ten million people come in to live on welfare and demand their rights as if they were citizens because they allow it. Um, that would be number one. Number two, because I am down on the Gulf Coast, I'm more directly involved with what's going on with the oil spill than, than you who might be in California, Oregon, Alaska, Maine, whatever. You will be involved if you're in Maine or Alaska, by the way, because our fishing industry is being systematically destroyed. And it's not by BP. It's not by British Petroleum. Yes, they had a well that blew up. We don't know how yet. We still don't know about all the ins and outs of this. Why all of a sudden Goldman Sachs sold hundreds of millions of shares of BP two weeks before this accident. Why Halliburton got a special contract for cleanup stuff uh, three months before this accident. Why they changed the personnel on the rig two days before this accident. Why inspectors were there two days before this happened and didn't find anything wrong. And why they sent Obama, sent a SWAT team down to the rig when it blew up instead of um, emergency personnel to assess the situation and, and find out what was going to happen to the Gulf of Mexico. Um, so we still don't know that part. And BP will, has said it will be responsible and pay for the cleanup. Okay, but here's what they're not telling people. Here's what you don't know. More than... Well, I can't say the exact number because nobody can even count them. Thousands of ships and boats and personnel showed up within days of this oil spill, of this accident, to help immediately with the cleanup, the capping, whatever had to be done. The United States government has a law that's been on the books since 1922. It's called the Jones Act. Um... So it's over 70 years old, 75 years old. And it, it was enacted to supposedly protect American personnel on the waters from um, being subjugated to British personnel or other personnel who may come into our waters and take over. So it um, basically is to ensure that union crew members on our ships are the ones who do the work on our waters. So it's to protect the unions that the Jones Act is there. During Hurricane Katrina, when help didn't show up for weeks, and the first days and then weeks, and people died everywhere, everywhere, there was the Jones Act that would not allow boats or planes or personnel to come into the New Orleans area or on the rivers or in the bayous or off the Gulf of Mexico to help anyone because we had to protect the unions. Luckily, George Bush was informed of the Jones Act because obviously most presidents and congresspeople have no clue about anything that's, that's enacted and, and what it means because they never read it and what's still on the books, um, what's in the Constitution. They have no clue. But George Bush was informed of the Jones Act, and he said, waive it and let people come in and help. And so the Jones Act was waived, which is the only reason that a very good portion of the Gulf Coast, of especially Mississippi, 
And if you've never been to the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, you're missing something. People look at Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana as these hick southern places. You know, I, my, before I came to Alabama, I thought it was all little sheds and, 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 and broken down houses and um, cotton farms and, and whatever. You can't find a cotton farm, by the way. It's very difficult to find a cotton farm in Alabama. It's absolutely gorgeous down here. And I'm not right on the coast. I'm between the coast and the bay. Um, the coast is, is down in Orange Beach where all the condos are. It looks a lot more like Florida down there, like Miami with the high condos and the white sand beaches that are no longer white and sandy today. Um, and then the bay, of course, Mobile Bay, is an extremely important shipping channel and fishing channel for the south. And, and as you move towards Mississippi and you get to the mouth of the Mississippi River, I mean, how do you think everything used to get to where it was going? Okay, these are uh, gorgeous beaches, and they just replenished all of the sand in Mississippi that was blown away and washed away by Katrina. Um, and so they got all the white sand back and, and um, built up the sand beams. And, and uh, the trees that were destroyed, instead of cutting them down and, and rooting them out, they, they actually took those broken trees and carved them into flying dolphin and, and uh, pelicans and... And then they finish them. You know, they, they put um, wood finishing on them so that they are now decorating the coast instead of, instead of looking like broken pieces of an old coast. But anyway, they just spent a lot of time, a lot of energy. And people did a lot of these things by themselves, not with the government, but by themselves. Yes, they needed government money, and they got the money eventually, but they went out and started doing things by themselves because it was their coast, their, their state, their friends, their neighbors, their family, their people who were suffering. So they weren't waiting for the authorities to come and say, yes, you can do this. Okay? Um, so anyway, the Jones Act would be waived immediately because we have oil going everywhere. If it goes up the East Coast, oh, then we can say, oh, now it's, now it's affecting northern states. Now it's affecting my, I can't get lobster. I can't eat fish anymore. Well, that's fine. So then he says, why don't we eat fish anyway? So I don't care. Well, the ecosystems, it's the ecological systems that are beneath all this that you better worry about. Without the ecological systems, you have dead sea. You have dead water. When it gets dead, it doesn't come back to life again. Not in a million years. Beneath the surface oil, the sheen and the, the plumes... Things are dying quickly. The ecosystem is being destroyed. Because 53 days into this mess, this president and his boys and girls in Congress are capitalizing on this disaster instead of taking care of the United States and its waters. By not waiving the Jones Act. When asked today, just today, why haven't you waived the Jones Act? We're considering it. We're thinking about putting together a panel and discussing the implications of that. When do you think that's going to happen? Do you know, collectivity has been like this ever since I ever knew about it. When I was in college, there were collectives everywhere. Women's studies was run by collectives, and America's studies was run by collectives because everybody was following the Marxist-Leninist point of view on how college campuses and education should be run. And it, you never got anything done. You sat in meetings, and then you had more meetings. And then once you had meetings, you had to break off into groups, and those groups had to have meetings. 
and then the groups that had meetings had to come back to the big group and ex- and explain and and present what they learned in their little group meetings to the big group who would then discuss what happened in all those groups and this could go on for years before anyone took any solid action and that's what you have you have a collective in washington a collective who is hell-bent on taking all control having all power over everything you know what congress is going to do with this with this crisis that they will not let go to waste they're calling in all oil companies next week not just the 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 ceo or chairman of the board of bp all of them they're going to try to levy taxes on every oil company that are so excessive that they'll go out of business they're trying to make bp pay the salaries of everyone who is losing money because the government says they can't fish in a certain place bp didn't tell them they couldn't the government our government told them they couldn't now if they force bp out of business which they will if they keep doing this they can then say well we'll take over bp will nationalize the oil and fishing business for the united states and will rebuild the gulf coast in our own image which is exactly what the plan was in the beginning it has to be stopped people you have to stop them you cannot just think about elections in november you have to get on the phones i don't care if you if you're democrat or republican if you give a ship about what's happening to this country you have to stop this power grab power grab is going on everywhere they're taking land out west so that the government now owns more than 80% west of the mississippi they're taking all the waters they're now in charge of they want to take over the coastlines they want to take over the oil industry they want to take over the shipping industry and the fishing industry because it'll just add to their coffers and instead of owning only 70% of the, of the economy they'll move up to 92% of the economy for those of you who are union people who say well the union should be protected so we shouldn't repeal or waive the Jones Act who do you think you're going to have to work for when there aren't any businesses left what union are you going to be a part of and if you then say don't worry my union will take care of me with my pension first of all before you even talk to me or listen to me go check your pension because it's broke they've already used your money on all their special interest lobbying they haven't done with your money what you thought they were going to do they spent 10 million dollars trying to lobby against one of their own to prove a point last tuesday that's why Blanche Lincoln won because Halter even though Blanche Lincoln we you know everybody thought she was a cop out she is and she's a sell out she is but Halter was taking all special interest and union money and the people knew that they wanted to make Blanche Lincoln a poster girl for what happens to bad little people who don't do what the unions tell them to do well she beat them okay so she's not the poster girl for that the people were smart enough thank you very much um it's a good thing that doesn't mean she should win in the fall okay her opponent's going to win in the fall but the the point that the unions were trying to make were trying to make wasn't made very well that's a good sign which means you can't quit you have to keep going and you have to keep calling and you have to keep doing what's necessary to save this country the third thing i would do is get rid of the 17th amendment to the constitution
If you don't know what that is, think about state sovereignty and think about special interest money. Before the 17th Amendment was enacted by Woodrow Wilson, the worst president and man in history next to Obama, state senators were totally representative representatives of the states that they came from. They were elected by the people of their state and their legislators. All of the money that went into any campaign funding only came from the people of the state. All of the interest that the senators were to lobby for in Washington were only for their states. It was Congress who took that away with Woodrow Wilson's um, uh, idea that he didn't like having the states having all that power. So he pulled that power away from the states and made our senators now subject to lobbyists from the entire United States. So their interests are no longer to the state, but to whoever, to whatever special interest gives them the most money and lobbies them the hardest, or threatens them the most, whichever, um, and puts power in Washington against the states. That's not what the Constitution is about. That's not how this country was formed. It's not supposed to be big government and then little states and then little picky people. It's supposed to be the people empowering the state, giving permission to the federal government to do what they do. That has all been lost. So the next thing would be to get rid of that 17th Amendment, to repeal it, get rid of it, throw it away, throw it in the garbage. We need a strong Congress to do that. You need to get to work. You need to do what you need to do. Then you need to cut taxes 50% right across the board, whether it's income taxes, corporate taxes, small business taxes, whatever. Right now, cut them so that businesses aren't hoarding cash anymore, which they are at record levels, and they aren't afraid to hire anyone or to be creative about what their jobs or their, their businesses are going to do for growth. You cut them right across the board and give them that freedom, the freedom of their minds to say, okay, our taxes aren't going to go up, we can afford now to grow again, and give them the freedom to become what they're supposed to become so that you can provide jobs for all of the millions of people who are now not working. And for those of you who are getting checks and say, oh, it's all right, Congress is going to give me checks for two more years. I can sit around and play on the computer and whatever. Well, you're unemployable right now. So when that runs out, you'll still be unemployable until you go back and figure out how you're going to get employed again, just like when you were 16 or 18 years old and you got your Social Security number. You're going to have to go figure that out. And too bad. You know, I've been unemployed. I know what it feels like. And sometimes it's like a vacation, but not very long. A couple of days and it's like, shit, man, I need to get back to work or I'm going to be obsolete. And I need to learn what I need to learn and learn more or I'm going to be obsolete. I won't be employable anymore. That's what's going to happen to you. Then, of course, once we have a good, strong Congress, we need to repeal and replace health care. That universal health care thing that went through last year, first of all, never would have happened if we didn't have the 17th Amendment because all of these Congress uh, senators would not have been voting for special interests and with special interests, but they'd only be voting in relationship to their states. So that those states that already had some sort of universal health care, why would they vote for more mandated taxes on a universal level across the board? Well, they wouldn't have. Not if they're only subject to their states. 
Um, we know that the reason that the expenses are so high in this is because we're taking care of 15 million illegal people and they're planning on 30 or 40 million more coming. Okay? Undocumented, but good voters. Because Nancy Pelosi and her gang would like all those undocumented workers to become voters. Just like the felons became voters for the caucuses that got Obama into the primaries in Iowa. Or did you forget? Muriel, let me help you remember. The Iowa caucuses, Hillary Clinton was actually supposed to win, and both of them thought basically the same way. What they did, they did not empower service people who were serving overseas for us to come to the caucuses or to even be counted in the election. But they did allow all felons who had passed their last day of probation to come to the caucuses and to vote. Felons vote liberal and Democrat. That's why they allowed it. That's why both Hillary Clinton and Obama pushed for that bill to go through. And when the caucuses happened, guess who voted for Obama? The felons. So surprise. Wow. New surprise headline. Barack Obama wins the Iowa caucus. <laughs> Not unlike how he won state senatorship in Illinois. But again, you got to do your homework. I'm not going to fill you in on all this again. I spent almost three years now, well, more than three years, trying to explain to you who this man is and who he's affiliated with, who's he, who he's connected with, and what is happening, and what you need to do. Quit saying that you can pray it away. It's not going to happen just, just with prayer. God told me that yesterday. He said, yep, prayer's important. But if I don't have warriors down here who have absolute faith in me enough to do what they need to do to take care of the gift that I gave to them, which is the earth and the United States of America, I won't be there. I'll comfort you. I'll have you come to me if you're killed or die. As long as, you know, you, you repent or whatever. But I'm not going to help you if you don't have faith in me. You just have faith in money or in your egos, or in your institutionalized churches. There's where religion's a problem. We can't just pray this away. Prayer is important. But without action, nothing else is going to happen. My friend wants to call the Gulf of Mexico the Gulf of Miracles, and I said, that's wonderful. You can have the Gulf of Miracles, and you could see a miracle happen, but it won't just be God's hand. It has to be people believing enough in this gift that God gave them, which is called the United States of America, to do what they need to do to get it back and to honor it, to make it sacred again. This was an experiment, but it was divinely inspired. God said, I, I want to help you build a country of freedom that lets all of you become all that you want to become. To do it with freedom. To do it with, with the idea that you have a right as a human being, as one of my kids, as one of my children, to pursue happiness, to live your life, and to do it freely, not in anyone's chains. I want this experiment to work. I'm going to guide you in it. That's what he did with our founders. I will guide your words. I will guide your feelings. I will guide your thoughts so that you can help build this magnificent place called America. 
a divine gift. Just like the earth has been a gift and we have taken it for granted and abused it, so have we also America. And to sit back and think that you're just going to pray or go to church and listen to your pastors, you might as well listen to Reverend Wright or whoever. To think that maybe if you just give money, that'll be okay. Uh, money is the root of all evil. <laughs> uh, you think that, um, oh, I don't know what you're even thinking anymore, but if you think you're waiting for elections in November, you saw what happened in the primaries, half the people pretty good, the other half the people, same old stuff. Because people are uneducated. You see what happened in uh, South Carolina. The black man who paid $10,000 to become a candidate. Nobody knew who he was, but he was the first one on the ballot, so they voted for him. He got 60% of the vote. You ask him what TARP was, he has no idea. You ask him why he is uh, accused of a felony charge for pornography, he won't tell you. Um, you ask him what his ideas are for running this country, he's going to follow Barack Obama. 60% of the Democratic vote in South Carolina for this man. That's how educated and serious we are in this country. That's how much we respect God. That's how much we say, God, thank you for this gift we call America. We will take care of it. We will honor it. We will honor those who defend it and protect it and fight for it. That's how good we're doing. So we need to repeal and replace this health care bill. Does everybody deserve health? Yes. Does everybody deserve health care? No. Does everybody need to know how to work to take charge of their own health so that they don't need health care? Yes. Does everyone need to know and learn what is given to them, around them, through them, on this earth, that will help them to heal because they have the inherent ability to heal themselves? Yes. Do they need just institutionalized health care because they're the ones who abuse their bodies, abuse their minds, abuse their souls because they don't know what else to do with themselves? So we're going to pay for it using dollars? No. No. It needs to be repealed and replaced. And you, as a person, as people, need to start taking charge of your health. Take charge of your bodies. Who are you? Who do you think you are? That you shouldn't be in charge of that. You're not in charge of your morals, that's for darn sure. We have, you know, Jordan Vanderslot out there killing people. I knew he was a serial killer. But I ask myself, why do these women walk into casinos or bars and walk into walk out with these guys and walk back into hotels ten minutes later to have sex with them? What happened to women? What happened to that gene, that special part of female? You know, the X, XY stuff? What happened to that special part of being a female, a woman, that said, no, you cannot have this. This is sacred. My body is special. Sex with me is for propagation. It's to reproduce. And only if I'm married to you should we be e even thinking about it on a regular basis. What happened to the moral... More, more, what happened to fear? I was talking to Lori. I said, you know, when I was young, I was scared to death of strangers. 
I made sure if anybody tried to lure me anywhere that somebody heard about it. These girls, 17, 21, 23, 20, I know what I'm doing. I've had sex since I was 10. Yeah. And you're dead. You're dead. Natalie Holloway, she came here from, uh, she came from Alabama, from up north, I mean. Five years now her family's been going through this. But because of whatever, rebellion, oh, we're going to party and I have peer pressure so we're all going to act alike. You know, I have a 23-year-old daughter, don't think I don't know what I'm talking about. So she goes to Aruba and they all party and she leaves with two guys in a car. And she's dead. Why don't you women and girls understand this? You were made female for a special reason. God made you female. Men have tried to tell you that they are the most important and you are secondary. Islam will tell you that men are important and women are secondary. God will tell you Mary was the most important. Without Mary, there was no Jesus. Without Mary, there is no mother. Without the mother of God, there is nothing. Women need to remember this, to hear this, to know this, to feel this, and start living this, walking that talk. I am female, you need to say. I am a woman. You will respect me. Not just obey me, but respect me and honor me. And help me to stay sacred the way I was born to be. And if you don't want to do that, if you think it's okay to sleep together no matter what, or to do drugs and party around and swear and cuss, using the F word all the time, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. If you think that's okay, then don't be in my life. I tell my daughter, you have a you have a boyfriend who doesn't care if you're saying the F word all the time and didn't care that you were sleeping with him when you weren't married? Don't marry him. Get away from him. He never honored you in the first place. He will not honor you later either. If there is no honor in the first place, there will be no honor learned. Bring the morals back. Number six. We need to provide incentives for homegrown businesses. Not businesses to, well, the, you know, we cut taxes by 50%. That'll help so that businesses will stay here instead of moving to other countries and sending, outsourcing all of the work to other countries. <clears throat> but we need to provide incentives for businesses to come back here. You know, during World War II, when airplanes were being made in car factories, it was generals who went against the president. It was actually a general, Hap Arnold, who went to friends of his and said, you know what, you're going to build an airplane factory because we need blah, blah, blah. And these, these business owners said, no, I'm not, I can't afford it. And he said, yes, you are. You're going to do it because you're going to thank me 20 years from now. And, uh, you know, ask about Love Field and, and uh, all of the airplane manufacturing places that were built who, who, with men who thought they couldn't do it who then became quite rich and also built the air industry of the United States so that we have all these airlines that go back and forth and take all our business people everywhere. It was that kind of 
of incentive. What did they get for that? What was the incentive? The incentive was that, first of all, they had a future, but second of all, they didn't have to pay taxes when they first built those things because they were going to hire three, five, ten thousand Americans to work in them. So for the first three years, they didn't pay taxes. Now, the other thing that used to happen is if, foreigner, if foreign countries came here from China or Japan or Germany or wherever, and they had a special contract through Congress. They said, we want to build a plant like Hyundai or Honda or Toyota, and we want to help manufacture and, and hire your workers to do this. And, and they, they could, but they were also checked. At the end of the contract, each year or each two years or three years of those contracts, all, all of their safety measures were checked, their wages, their benefits, their hours, the quality of their work, and if, if it wasn't up to speed, the contract was up, they went back to their countries, and they weren't here anymore. Oh, but then all those people lost their jobs. Good thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. Most people were leaving because they knew those things were bad anyway. Because we had quality-minded people in those jobs. They were quality-minded. They said, no, I don't want to do a half-assed job. I want to do a real job. I want to do it to perfection, even if it's just putting a nut on a bolt. I want to do it better than anyone else. We don't have that work ethic anymore. No, no, no. We have graves that are mis mis uh, um, named in Arlington. We have bodies missing in Arlington because our people who are in the military don't care about their jobs anymore either. They don't care about protecting that sacred ground and doing what's right for it. We need our own products. We need to have homegrown businesses so that we have exports, so that we have manufacturing jobs, so that we are creating something in this wonderful creation that God gave us. Without those products, without those innovations, we're a dead sea, just like the Gulf of Mexico. And then we need to do responsible drilling. Responsible energy. You know, all this uh, wind and solar. <laughs> Boy. Solar panels to do our house, which is not a big house, it's 16 to 1800 square feet. I don't know how much the roofing roof is, it's 2100, 2200 square feet, something like that. Um, I called up, it's $44,000 to put the solar panels on. Um. Most people right now could probably buy a house for that. That's just for the solar panels. That's not for all the wiring and stuff that has to be done, the rewiring. And uh, if you happen to, to, <laughs> to get into a spot where you have a hurricane and uh, or bad weather, no sun for 6, 7, 9, 12 days, because it's all rain, you might not have enough energy to run the air conditioner